With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, Jeffrey Leasing, the recruiting editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, we've got an even better deal this week than we did last week. I know it can't get any better, but last week it was $1. Today it's free. Free for a week, man. Give us a try. Get signed up. We've got all the recruiting content, team content, YouTubes. we got it all. And today is a great day to do it because Auburn kicks off the season tomorrow. It's Mercer of all Mercer Bears. Bears are coming to town. So, if you're not a member of the site, get signed up, Auburn Live on 3. I am joined today, as I always am, by Mr. Cole Pinkston, Mr. J. Head. You guys know him as Mr. Cole Pinkston. Cole Pinkston, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good, man. Uh, I apologize for the glare on the glasses today. Uh, Contacts weren't working this morning, so, you know, you got to make adjustments sometimes. You see? Yeah, hey, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and Mr. J Head, I'm gonna ask Mr. J Head, how you doing, Big Dog? I'm doing good, brother. I'm I'm feeling intimidated today because of the intelligence of the room with Cole and those glasses. Ooh. But beyond that, you know, what I mean, I'm glad to be here at an undisclosed location in Elba, Alabama. Oh. May sneak out and see a prospect or two tonight. Oh. Enjoying that Labor Day weekend. But I'm happy to talk some recruiting with you guys. Happy to talk maybe some team. Yeah, looking forward to it. I can see reasons to discuss both, but before we do, I want to give a big first how about you of the show to Miss Jessica Andrews, realtor in Auburn, EXP Realty. Jessica Andrews, if you need a home, want to sell a home, residential, investment property, she's got you covered. Give her a call. Jessica Andrews, ESP Realty, 334-704-4442. I just like saying that number. Y'all don't, y'all don't be sliding into her DMs. That's my job. 334-704-4442. So, hey, finally it's here, folks. Finally. Finally it's here. Auburn will host Mercer tomorrow night, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, under the lights of what stadium? Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare Stadium. There you I've go, been working on this, guys. I've been working. Okay. I'm a personal speech coach. We're on it. Oh, sure. Uh, Jay had got uh, got some caught some some flat. Yeah, for the enunciation of Jordan Hare. But we're on it now. We got it. I assure you guys, it will never be pronounced a different way from this point moving forward. Jay had with your with your dialect, it should feel more comfortable to say it that way. You know, surprise. Yeah. Sometimes I'm trying to sound smarter than I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, ha- it happens to me, you fine fellow. What, what was the what was the other one, Jeffrey? Immature? Is that, is that yeah, immature. Yeah, <laughs> immature. A guy who says immature says Jordan Hare Stadium. That's right. Me and Chip Lindsay. One no. thing is not like the other. <laughs> oh, but Auburn will be under the lights at Jordan Hare Stadium Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time. Mercer Bears coming to town. Auburn is a 31 and a half point favorite. Last I checked. 
and T.J. Finley will be leading the team out of the tunnel and onto the field as the starting quarterback. Before we get to some football, we want to glance over some recruiting real quick. This is not going to be a big recruiting weekend. No official visitors uh, that I'm aware of, uh, although there will be some, uh, several unofficial visitors. 2024 is the class of 2024, guys. Could start getting contacted by colleges yesterday, Thursday, September the 1st. Auburn obviously went uh, went all out and started contacting kids at midnight, local time. Contacted a lot of 2024s, and we're, we're on it from the get-go. We expect some guys in that class to be at the Mercer game on Saturday. Also, some excuse me, some 2023s. I, to me, the headliner for the unofficial visitors for the Mercer game will be Jaden Osbury, four-star linebacker from Baton – no, is he from Baton Rouge? Yes. yes. University Lab in Baton Rouge. The younger brother, Baton Rouge. Rouge? Baton Rouge? Rouge. Yeah, Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Baton. Baton. He is the younger brother of Austin Osbury. He is committed to Notre Dame, but – uh, we reported a couple of weeks ago. He'll be at least three. He'll be, he will be at least three games, and this one will be the first one. He is coming up with his parents. Notre Dame, of course, is going to be at Ohio State on Saturday, so good opportunity for Auburn to get him back on campus, and he will be here. Definitely a, a recruitment to keep an eye on with his brother here at Auburn. He, he will be at Auburn at least two more times. I expect him back for the Penn State game and another game on down the road. Uh, some other guys coming in. Cole, you reported Dequavia Sori, Auburn's new four-star wide receiver commit, will be in town as well. He is yeah. getting back up here. Adrian Posse is coming up from Miami for this game, which I think says a lot. He is the 2024 four-star quarterback committed to Auburn. And then I would expect a lot of the commits, Braden Joyner, Amon Lane, uh, some of those guys, it's not going to be a big uncommitted or guys committed elsewhere weekend. But there will be several guys. We'll have more on that today in the war room. Coaches also will be out on the road this week. Uh, the evaluation period has begun September 1st, so coaches will be on the road. It's a great, great night for Auburn to get on the road because they have a Saturday night game at home. And there will be, sissy, I know of at least four. We've got Ike Hilliard going to see – Adam Hopkins, the four-star wide receiver from Thomas County in Georgia. Cadillac's going to see Auburn's four-star running back, Jeremiah Cobb, who I would assume will be at Auburn's game Saturday night. And then you've got Christian Robinson, the linebackers coach, and Jimmy Brumbaugh, the defensive line coach, going to see a game in um, the Jacksonville? Yes. Jacksonville, Florida area, uh, where Pup Howard, Grayson Pup Howard, a, a top linebacker target for Auburn, is playing against Jordan Hall, a defensive line target for Auburn, so the uh, linebackers coach and defensive line coach both will be there. Guys, I just want to get a uh, quick recap. Jay, we'll start with you. What you're seeing with Auburn's class now that they're up to eight commitments with a, another one or two possibly on the way? So I would say from the outside looking in, I think what you're getting from the fan base's perspective is finally some relief to a degree. You're seeing a lot of quantity, mm -hmm. a lot of quality in this class. Now you're starting to add some pieces at key positions like wide receiver and edge. I really like the direction and the shape this class is taking. Obviously, we want to add more. We're very, you know what I mean? I think we're very aware that's going to happen. But now what's really going to drive this class, what's going to push us from 8 to 15 is that production on the field that we've been talking about. Will we, can, will we start to show up? How does T.J. Finley look against Mercer? Can we build that positive momentum? What you want right now in recruiting 
is to continue to what you're doing, working these relationships and create an environment for Penn State and Missouri and LSU that is unimaginable for these guys. I do not care that this is probably a lighter weekend for recruits coming to watch Mercer. This is more about the fans and getting them engaged. So when you get to these big games, the atmosphere is electric like we all know it to be, which can be a complete game changer in recruiting. But love the shape, love the direction. I really like even some of the – you know, I I never want to refer to a kid as like just a three-star because I – Stars, to me, to a degree, are irrelevant. I, I, I think the recruiting business, as far as from an analysis standpoint and dictating what a kid's skill level is and trying to project them into what they'll be in college is extremely difficult. But some of these blue-collar guys that we're recruiting, these, the Alex Sanfords, the, uh, the Tyler Scotts, guys that, to me, these are blue-chip caliber guys that we should be excited about the direction of those recruitments and the fact that they're wanting to come in for OVs so quickly, even though they're committed to other groups. Cole, you will be seeing a couple of guys. You've already seen a, a couple of guys. You'll be seeing even more tonight. You'll be seeing more next week. Yep. What's, uh, what's kind of the vibe you're getting from these recruits? You've talked to a lot of them in person here lately. What's, uh, what's kind of the vibe you're getting as far as the Auburn class and their interest in Auburn or your overall view of what you're hearing. Yeah, usually my my biggest question with these guys, some of these guys that are emerging or guys that have been on the board for a while and we're trying to learn what's the latest with them, uh, you know, I want to know what the communication's like because I know how this staff is about getting ready for football season. They got a big game coming up. I want to see how they're staying in communication with recruits. And, and uh, so far that's been positive. I mean, as far as the position coach that's recruiting each guy at their position, they're staying with them daily. You know, uh, Brian Harson's been texting them daily. So most everybody I've talked to has told me that. Tyler Scott, you know, Marcellus Pulliam, um, even DJ Chester, who I went to go see. You had a story right. on Tuesday. Uh, I went to go see him. That was Tuesday. And he's still hearing from, you know, Coach Friend and, and those guys a lot too. So I think the communication's been good for these top targets and, and uh, emerging targets, and and that's important with with the way that they handle football and the way that they're so about their business with football. So I think they're doing a good job there, and I think, you know, Janoris Wilson, Keith went to see him. That's a guy that they're feeling good about to, to maybe add to the class sooner than later. Mm, he would be big. Tyler Scott, I, I really think they have a good shot with him, who's Arkansas State commit right now. But, man, he is um, he's a big kid playing corner, and, and he's fast and – I'm going to go see him play this this year at some point because he's he puts on a show from what I understand from what I'm watching in the highlights. So that's the guy um, that's emerging, and then Adam Hopkins is another guy that they feel pretty good about at the moment. So you got some more possible additions to the class in the near future, and you get eight before the season starts. That you know that was something that we were all really you know cautious about. We didn't know if they could make it to that number. So except for Jay Head, he knew <laughs> he had a. He could see the future on that one, but uh, yeah, I, I would say um, at one point, maybe after some of those official visits took place in the summer, there was maybe a small trend, you know, going down for Auburn's class, and then now mm-hmm. it's starting to come back up on the roller coaster here. So absolutely, couldn't have said it better myself, Cole. You're talking about just a slowly spiraling down towards the end of the summer, and then at the end of the summer, 
boom, you're, you're, you're coming right back up, and you've got some momentum going into the season. You've got Janoris Wilson coming in. And I tell you what, man, believe it or not, Cole, you asked this last night on the uh, on the corner, our message board, mm-hmm. about whether guys wanted to see Penn State lose to Purdue or did you want to see them come into Jordan-Hare? There you go. <laughs> Undefeated. And, and, and I was I thought that was a great question, and I was I was pulling from uh, Penn State. Yeah, you, Penn, you want that electricity in that building. You do. You find yourself pulling a, for a Purdue because it's an upset, but at the right. same time, you go, "Well, man, Absolutely. I really, I really want that to be as big as it can be." You know. And so. that that's so Penn State did pull out the squeaker there at the end, and with a lot of help from uh, Jeff Brahms. Yeah, you know what? Um, There's lack Jeff, of game management, clock management. You know what? Sean Clifford didn't impress me a whole lot, mm-hmm. Penn State quarterback, until that last drive yeah. or two, and, and that's. You know, and, and I was I was watching that game. I, wa- I turned it on. I, I got in late, but I, I turned it on uh, when in the sec- early in the second quarter when the Penn State guy got kicked out for uh, targeting. Yeah. But I was watching that game, going, man, neither one of these two teams are very good. And I thought, don't forget, man, this is the first game, dude. The, it is. This is the first game, and they're Penn State was playing at Purdue. Yep. So I was I was uh, cautiously. I didn't want to make my judgment too quickly on that. Yeah, right. And to me, I think the biggest takeaway from that game was Penn State's running game still really didn't get going, did it? Yeah, man. I, it shocked me that their two feature backs are two freshmen, true freshmen. Well, Catron no, Allen and Nick Singleton. Yeah, Singleton is an absolute monster. Yeah. And I know that's somebody that Cadillac had extremely high on mm-hmm. his board last year. But their inability to get the run game going – made me as an Auburn fan a lot happier because yeah, if they're yeah. one-dimensional coming into Jordan Hare, that crowd will take care of Sean Clifford to a degree. It's going to make it a lot more difficult than what he had last year in their stadium, making checks, calls, um, being able to make decisions. And if we can dictate the tempo to them and to make it where they're having to pass versus it's their choice to pass – well, those, mm-hmm. those, those throwing windows and lanes get a lot tighter. Everybody knows what's coming and what to anticipate. You add that crowd noise that we get in our stadium, brother, it could be a long, long night for the Nittany Lions. Which, by the way, you're going to have to do the same thing with Mercer, too, because they got a pretty good quarterback, a guy that started at Coastal Carolina for a couple of years and then transferred. And he was pretty good in their first game. So you better, you better get on him quick or it might, you know, might be a little closer than you want. Did anybody see the Auburn flavor last night in the game? Yes. Uh, Elijah Canyon, they threw it to him a couple times. He he drew a uh, pass interference, dropped one. Man, he got up there, though. Yeah. But, and and O.C. Brothers, do you all remember him? Oh, yeah, O.C. Yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Octavius Brothers, I yeah. forgot about him. I heard that yeah. name, I was like, I had to look him up. Yeah. yeah. That he was made, he made plays. Made some plays. Elijah almost had the uh, the kitsch. He looked the part, at least. He does. Uh, certainly looks good. So, how are we feeling going into the season? I know we talked a little bit about this on the call-in show, but let's rehash for those that are just now listening. Auburn at Auburn versus Mercer. What are you looking for, Jay Head? I am looking for an efficient passing game. I'm looking for T.J. Finley to be on time, balanced, um, accurate. If that comes to play, and then also, what does our offensive line do? I mean, 
I think I heard the piece of, you know, when you guys started to talk on the modcast yesterday with what player are you looking at most on offense and defense? And on offense, for me, it's no question it's the center position. How does, you know, a guy who has – in Tate Johnson, who has very, very limited game reps, take over for a guy in Nick Brahms and calling out checks, formations, you know what I mean, making adjustments to the line of scrimmage. Center is a very, very intellectual and intuitive position. And to me, that's pivotal for us to have success on the offensive line. He's got to get everything right. So I'm going to watch that because – Mercer's going to play some games up front. They're going to slant. You know what I mean? They're going to run some, do some run stunts and, and things to throw us off balance. I fully expect to kind of get the kitchen sink thrown at us early and often, specifically since they had a game in Moorhead State to knock the rust off. Yep. So how we handle what they're going to do up front defensively will be a big key for me. And then getting Tank in a groove early. I want to see it early and often and get him out of the game and let's get some of these other backs in and Damari Austin and obviously Jarquez Hunter. I want to see those guys, um, but I want to see Tank get his touches and how smooth and efficient he looks in his own run scheme this year. Cool. Yeah, I think you made a good point when you were talking about Penn State, J-Head, talking about, um, you know, if their run game is not going well, that kind of makes you happy. And and for me, even with Mercer, I I think – most of us probably feel better about Auburn's pass rush than their run stopping ability at this at this point. Um, I, at least I do. I think the pass rush will have an, an edge on that. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. But um, Mercer runs the ball. You know that's what they do. They want to run the ball. They ran it for 350 plus yards in their first game. Got two running backs that are over 210 pounds. Uh, offensive line is going to be overmatched. Uh, Auburn's defensive line is more talented, bigger. Definitely got a size advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to see if they can shut that down. That's That, to me, is the number one thing, um, even over Finley for me. I, I got to see if the defensive front can shut them down because if they can, um, they should have success moving forward too. And uh, and then just on Finley, just to, you know, that's obviously the biggest thing. I got to see him improve. I don't care if he's throwing on air. I don't care who the opponent is. I got to see him improve as a passer. Got to be more accurate. I agree. I mean, I think all the other intangibles are there, but can he be on time efficient? And do you see him getting from reads from one to two to three very quickly? You know what I mean? Like, how does that progress? And I think a year within that offense, um, which is not an easy offense to pick up, specifically considering what he came from at LSU, you know what I mean? Which was much more simplified than the pro style scheme that he's running right now. And to be able to make the adjustment to that within a year in the scheme, I think you're going to see improvement how much, like you guys said, we just don't know just yet. We There's some seeing to believing, and I'm not doubting yes. the ability. I'm pulling for the kid. I mean, there would be no greater story than to see T.J. Finley come out there and light it up this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% in this kid's corner. I just want to see it. I, I think it's – sorry, Je- Jeff. No, go ahead. I, I think it's interesting, too, that, you know, I, I see some negative out there about T.J., but I see more positive than I expected. Sure. Uh, you know, more support. And I think it's just because he's, you know, he's a well-spoken guy. He's, he's easy to pull for as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps him a lot. But there are people, I mean, everyone seems concerned at the same time, even while they're pulling for him. You know there's, what I mean? There's justifiable doubt, right? There's yeah. justifiable hesitancy of thinking, because the data that we have on him are from is from last year. And, hell, 
every one of us, I'm sure, especially me, I went out of last year going, if that's your starter next year, you're in trouble. Well, guess what? He is your starter. And just as Brian Harson said, man, people can improve. People can get better. Look at Jason Campbell. Look at Brandon Cox. Look, I mean, first-year quarterbacks do get better. But here's the thing. He has to get better. Yes. Like if he's not any better, Auburn's in trouble. It, very much so. I mean, it, quarterback play is a huge part of having any successful season. And TJ needs to be efficient and effective for us. And I thought you coined it perfectly, Jeffrey. Game manager is a term that people use in a negative connotation now. It's yeah. not negative to manage the game. I'm not saying that he needs to go out there and only throw for 150 yards. No, he's got to be able to hit his shots and make big plays. But we just don't need you to go out there and make catastrophic mistakes. Don't turn the ball over on your side of the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make sure that you're hitting and hitting the check down if that's what's there. I don't care if you're getting three yards every other play. Whatever. Do what needs to be done to move the sticks, okay? Yep. Here's what I'm excited to see. And, and Dong Dong really put this idea in my head. Dong Dong is one of our better posters on the corner, man. He had Friday mornings with Dong Dong this morning on the corner. It was fantastic stuff. Great, great insight. And he says something about the defense and not showing too much and playing pretty much base defense and relying on athleticism, talent, and technique. And I thought, man, because I'm, I'm very high on this defense. I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fantastic. I am excited to see, and I'm excited to see against a good Mercer offense, how this defense responds and plays in its base. I want to see them stop the run. I think they're going to be fantastic against the pass. And so I've got, I've got very high expectations for this defense. And I want to make I want to make sure that I'm not overselling them. I want to see it. I want to see the product on the field. I want to see these guys that we've been hearing about. So I'm excited to see the defense, and 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 not only that, but the linebackers. The one thing I noticed last night about Purdue's defense against uh, our Penn State was uh, the the lack of linebacker play in the run game. Yeah. And I want to see Owen Papo. I want to see him back and healthy. I want to see him leading the charge. I want to see those guys up front. Like Cole, or one of you two just said earlier, we we expect them to be good against the pass rush, in the pass rush. Are they going to be good against stopping the run? So I'm, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see – hell, I'm excited to see uh, O'Carlson come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do they use the freshman for kickoffs and save Carlson's leg? I, I mean, to me, it would almost be smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did I hear Harson say that Carlson, it was kind of up to him if he wanted to do yeah. kickoffs? I yeah. think it would be, listen, we've seen it for years where he we wear that kid's leg out, and by the end of the year, the accuracy yeah. is not necessarily there. If you have a kid like the freshman that we just recruited that has an absolute just ooh, mule leg on him, okay? Like, I mean, <laughs> he can kick it out of the deck home end zone every time if he wants to. Yeah. Let that kid kick off and save Daniel's leg. Excuse me, not Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Anders. Anders. Yeah, Let's save <laughs> Anders' leg so, you know what I mean, to improve accuracy throughout the season. Because, look, <clears throat> having a very good kicker we know can be the difference in a ball game. And if you don't know it, ask Nick Saban. He can tell you. Mm, yeah. Alex McPherson, man, he's like a he, – what, he weighs like 160 maybe? 
a buck and five soaking wet, man. I you mean, look like, at you look at Anders and Daniel, and you're like, okay, well that makes sense. They're both like six four, you know, and big guy. <laughs> Reggie Roby. You look at Alex. That dude's got some serious torque or something. I don't know how he gets so much power on it, but man, he's got it. I mean, he he, he should be a good. He should be able to put it through the goalpost on kickoff pretty much every time. Let me ask you guys a question, and Jeffrey, what you said made me think about this. I talked about Tate Johnson being a pivotal piece on the offensive line. Do you get the same feeling about Jason Jones being in the middle of the defense, mm-hmm. defensive line? Absolutely, 100%. Hey, he's one, he's one of the guys I really want to see. Yeah, and, and I like Jason Jones. I think he's a good player. I think he had good success as a freshman at Oregon. I just don't know if he is your dominant – run stopper yet i have a little bit of doubt on that and he's massive i know but you know it's hard for him to get leverage and things of that nature i will say this though watching him during some of those practice you know observations that we got i was surprised that he was as vocal as he was he was a vocal leader out there sort of picking people up on one of those hot days he was like we're all hot man you know let's go get the energy up that kind of thing so that's a good sign i mean you that kind of attitude could get him, you know, in the right spot as far as being that guy and being the leader and, you know. And one uh, guy I, I always forget about is Marcus Harris. Yeah, man. He is a player, by the way. He is. He is. He is an undersized defensive lineman. I mean, prototypically. Yeah. And, and, and dude, he had, a, he had a damn good season. He did. At 275 last year, Jeffrey. Now, he's up to 290-plus now. So, yeah. you think about how he played at 275 last year, and now he's playing at 290 – or 294, I think, is what he was weighing before camp. I mean, we all know they lose weight in sure. camp. So he's probably hovering around 290 right now. But I'm with you guys. I thought he was disruptive. I thought he was – you know what I mean – other than Colby Wooden, our most disruptive defensive lineman last year, Absolutely. can he add that consistency piece? Because there were times that he disappeared in games. I mean, I think yeah. that was because of his size and because Nick Easton really didn't rotate all that much, got tired right. and worn down towards the end of the season. But when it was early early in the season and around that Arkansas game, dude, he was, he was nasty. He was effective. He was getting pushed. I am also excited to see Damari Austin. Yeah. I hope we get to see him. Yeah, I think Me you will. Me too. Me too. I think Justin mentioned him. I think oh, yeah, Rondon I mentioned him. Uh, so excited to see Demari Austin. Uh, I think Cole loves vision and a running back, and that's one of the knocks Cole has had in the past about Tank. And so to see reports from a true freshman coming in, having, according to some, the best vision in the room. I, I, I thought I thought of Cole mm-hmm. when I read that. Cole, you like this kid? You, yeah, you know. Uh, let me just clarify on Tank. It is. I think he does have an issue with vision at times, but I don't think he has bad vision. I think sometimes he makes great, you know, great reads in the zone run plays. He can find a lane here and there. It's his. It's his. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, but he wants to have that home run play all the time. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. almost. You could almost say it's discipline in the zone run games. He just doesn't. It takes a lot of discipline to go, okay, I'm going to find a lane every single time because that's the way this play is run. But at the same time, you, you applaud his, you know, improvisation too because he can make big plays out of that. So you don't want to take that away from him. And uh, the more I've thought about that, the more I go, yeah, you know, 
he does make a lot of big runs doing that. It's just got to be contained. So that's my thing about Tank. Uh, hey, go ahead, Jay. In your, in your, you know, and I don't want to knock the kid too hard, but this is exactly what I mean. You're talking about is trust and patience in the run game from the zone aspect yes. of the Tank. You saw it in the Alabama game last year, specifically on that last play. It was inside zone or split zone. All he had to do was hit that hole and yeah. ride with it, but he bounced it and got knocked out of bounds because he wanted – Tank is a competitor of the upteenth degree, dude. He wanted to get that first down and ice the game. Like you could feel it. That's what he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes right. you just need to ride the play. You just got to stick with what it is that you're seeing and not try to create too much. And like you said, it's a delicate balance because what make what hurt him in that play is what makes him great. Because yes. when he when he bounces it and, t- and makes that home run, I mean he's he is unique and gifted in that way. So yes. it's, it's it's a delicate balance. You're right, Cole. And, and I don't think, and I say that to say I don't know if Demari Austin has that improvisation ability. I'm not sure he's going to be the guy that can break off these runs to the outside where he breaks like four or five tackles. Mm-hmm. But he is so disciplined in his own run game, and that's why he's moving up. The, yeah, he's got talent. Don't, don't get me wrong there. Mm-hmm. But the, I saw it on tape. The way that he hits those lanes and the way that he can sort of be patient and sort of maybe a little bit like Carrion Johnson used to do and yeah. find, find the lane and always be kind of, you know, almost perfect on it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of way he was in high school, and I'm sure that he brought that into college. Coaches see that, they go, well, I can trust this guy. Yep. I know I can trust him. So that's why he'll play. I think he'll play early. Who else? Who else? Uh, Offense, defense. One of the names I threw out was Keontae Scott. I want to see what all the buzz is about with him. He's only been here for three or four weeks. Yeah. He's only been here. He's already in the two deep there at nickel. Uh, Caden Bridges was mine. Caden Bridges, there you go. Of course, Camden Brown. Uh, I want to see the re- receivers, not just Camden. I, I want to see, yeah, Coy. Well, and I think you got a chance with as deep as our receiver core is, and how they want to see Robbie Ashford this year. Like, I think you're going to have, see receivers getting to make plays e- late into this game, even if it is a blowout, making plays. You mean yeah. I, th- I think they're going to give Robbie Ashford a chance to air it out, which means that our receivers are not technically considered the starters. They're going to get an opportunity to make plays mm-hmm. late in this game and to be, and get meaningful reps. They're going to help us later on down the line. Yeah, you know what you're getting with the tight ends. You know what you're getting with John Samuel Shanker. Yep. Um, anybody behind him? Maybe Brandon Fraser. Uh, you know, he, he was a big talk of the town last year. Yeah. yeah. And and we really didn't see what that was about. So yeah, there you go. Tyler Fromm. Uh, too. Tyler Brown, there you go. Forget about him. Luke Deal, hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, but I, I almost feel like I know what I'm going to get. Those guys are so yeah. and so – I mean, they're really talented. I mean, I I literally believe on offense that is the most talented room that we have right now. Top Linebackers. Justin brought up Cam Riley. Yep, Cam Riley, yeah. Want to see what he's got? Yeah, man, Steiner. I, I want to see how they – because, like I said, uh, Mercer's going to run it at you. And they got all the misdirection like Gus used to do, and that's going to mess with the eyes of the linebackers. So, you know, that's going to be a good little test for them in their first real, you know, real start. Or, you know, Stoddard be be behind Riley, but first real game action that's more than a couple plays at a time. I got one for you. 
Who? You did yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah, we, Dante. We all, everybody beside Owen to me is a question mark in that linebacker room just because we haven't seen it. That's it. It's not that the talent's not there. It's just we haven't seen it yet. I've got another one for you, Cole. Morris Joseph. Oh, yeah. 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 Morris Joseph. Yeah, the man. Edge right. from Memphis. Memphis. Yep. Memphis. I've heard his name a couple of times. Mojo. I, I, I like the way he looked in practice. He's got a swagger about him, too. You know, some guys may come in from a smaller school and sort of be behind people and, and you know, kind of not the guy that jumps up there first in line and that kind of thing. But, man, he – of course, he's played a lot of football, though. He's played a lot of college football. He had ten and a half sacks in his career. So, this is not his first rodeo. No. Sticking with Edge, uh, want to see Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Want to see his new body. Um, Joko Willis, want to see where he lands. Yeah. What's really. he doing? Uh, he moved to Edge at one point. Yeah, he's Just been to, with the Edges from what okay, I he's, he's still there. Yeah. Hey, well, and who's the counter? Who's the kid from Western Kentucky? I'm trying to think yeah, of his. Marcus Bragg. What is oh, Marcus? Right. I forgot Bragg about do? him. Yeah. What does Bragg do? Because this is a perfect game for him. Get Echo and, and, and Echo and Derek some work early and put these guys in. What can they do? Mm-hmm. I want to see if Marcus Bragg. Bragg can be a pass rush threat because he's so big. I mean, he weighs like 270 almost. Uh, but he's he's long and lengthy and and looks like he should be able to create separation really well. Uh, is he more of a strong side defensive end at the edge spot, or is he more of a pass rusher? I'm not really sure yet, because he did both at Western Kentucky. I want to see how it translates to Auburn. Okay. As far as the offensive line, do you want to see that first team unit play three quarters? I mean, this is this is assuming Auburn's got a hand, handy lead, right? Yeah. I mean, right. like we're expecting Auburn this game to be over with at halftime, midway through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I am at least. You hope if you're Auburn, right? That, that should have that should be how it is, you know. And if that's the case, Cole, are you wanting to see some young guys come in on the offensive line, or you want to see this continuity on the, with the first teamers? Hmm. It's a tough question. It is. Uh, Jay, I, it looks I, like he knows what he's got. I know exactly what I would want to do. That our two deep is so veteran rich. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the starters in there for a half. I want to see that second group come in there because we're going to need them. Okay. Throughout the season, guys like Alec Jackson, he's so pivotal for us because he's playing, you know, guard or tackle. A guy like um, – What about uh, Cam Stutz? Cam Stutz, Jaleel Urban. You yeah. know what I mean? I what, think of Jeremiah Wright comes to mind too. Jeremiah – well, he's a young guy. And so seeing him get reps would be – Who huge. needs reps. Yeah, needs he reps needs, for sure. He needs reps. What does, you know, Brandon – do? I want to see – is Garner Langlow, is Colby Smith, are those guys yeah. even close to cracking, you know, some 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 mop-up duty? Right. I yeah, don't I know. know. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. And you didn't hear a ton about him. I mean, you heard a little bit about yeah. Colby Smith early in camp, and then that, that talk just kind of died out a little bit. And to be honest, we heard about Avery Jernigan, but really nobody else. I heard I heard a lot more about him as it came to an end, and they were trying to, you know, settle on the center. Yeah, that he was a legitimate option, and uh, he is on the two deep. So, sounds like that was legit. Tate Johnson was the guy that you know they they liked there the most, but you know Avery's going to get some reps in that game, I would think. Yeah, Avery Jernigan at you want to see a number two center? You know, 
Did they say that Avery was the number two center or was it Jaleel Irvin? Jaleel. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, it was both. The center Avery. and it was like it was like an or Avery Jernigan, but yeah, yeah. My understanding is it's Jaleel and you know Avery will get some burn at some point. Yeah, right. Of course, Jaleel, Jaleel worked at guard a, a good bit as well during camp, so he might mm-hmm. might be another guard they use because I know Alec Jackson was working at guard but moved him to right tackle. Right, and I think once they finally – like my understanding of it is once they move the kid back over uh, to def- from defensive line to offensive line, uh, you just mentioned him from Selma. Yeah, Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright. Once he got back into the mix, they were able to move Jaleel back to playing more, oh, okay. center, more center because now you felt better about mm-hmm. the two guard positions. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lots to see, man. New team, basically. Yeah. There's a lot of new faces. A lot of new faces, man. I mean, sure, we can talk about everybody else, but I'm going back to what Jay has said. Uh, you know, all eyes are going to be on T.J. Finley that first half, right? Yep. I want to see a catchable ball. We've talked about that before. Uh, leading the offense, making the checks, making the reads, getting the, getting them in the right plays. And that's one thing Brian Harson preached, that he was head and shoulders above the others in doing so. Is that not right, Cole? Yeah. I mean, operationally, he's he's the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's why he won the job. I think that's 100% why he won the job. Um, he handles the offense well, you know. Jay, Cole and I, uh, you probably heard it yesterday on the podcast. We've got similar scores. I think it was 41 to 13, 41 to 16, something like that. Where, where do you see this game going? 48-10, Auburn. Very that's close. I had 45-10. That's very – Okay. I had it 41 to – 13, I think. A couple of field goals and a late touchdown from Mercer. Yeah, I think that our second – we're going to pour it on. I think Brian Harson is going – not trying to embarrass Mercer, but he's trying to get the most out of this team that he can to see every bit that he can and examine the roster very thoroughly. And to do yeah. that, you have to let them execute the full offense. You can't go Gus in the second half and just, you know, choke the clock. Do you also yeah, want to make a statement? I do. I think he wants to create excitement. Yeah. And that, you know, and putting Build up – confidence. Right. Putting up 48 points, it's an FCS opponent, but it's a good FCS opponent for this offense that did not have a lot of, I mean, a lot of success late in the season last year. You're like you said, Jeffrey, building that confidence because now you got a decent, so a pretty good group of five team in San Jose State coming in the next mm-hmm. week. So you're going up a level of competition, and then it's Penn State, and we all know what's on the line in that game. Yeah, I mean, from recruiting, from buy-in from the fans, from buy-in from the team. Because there's nothing that fractures a locker room than 
losing a game early that you probably should have won. And guys start thinking, specifically when you've had a regime change, man, we used to do it this way and it worked all the time. You know, I, I don't, you know I mean? I don't want to do what the coach is asking me to do. So yeah. you win, you create buy-in from your fan base, from your team. And that's what you want to see. Mm. You know, we forgot to mention, uh, not only are the football guys recruits going to be on time, there's going to be a couple of basketball recruits on campus as well. You've got four-star point guard Aiden Holloway coming in for his second official visit. He's already committed to Auburn. He came as a junior. He'll come back Saturday or this weekend for an official visit his senior year. And then you've got uh, four-star, who's a number, who's a top 40 player in the country in 2024, and LeBaron Filan, who is from Mobile. He is a stud. He, he's wrong-handed. Yeah. You know that? He's left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to get out and see him play here pretty soon. Interesting. Top 40 guy coming in for his official visit. He is He's listed as a point guard. I think he can play the one or the two. Uh, Jamie Shaw or uh, Jay Phillips both have said he could probably play either one. But Auburn loves him, want to get him back on campus. He's been here several times before, and getting him back will be big. For Auburn's 2024 class, I would expect some other guys being on, a, on unofficial visits. We'll see how that shakes out. What are we forgetting, fellas? I know what Jay Head wants to do. He wants to make a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> in recruiting. Does anybody else want to play the game of predict the class on the defensive side of the ball today? How many were, How many do we need to include? Are we just like two guys? Who you would predict today? Like defensive line, linebacker, secondary. Like okay. who? Okay. okay. I, got, I got those. We can pull, pull up your hot board and work off of that. All right. Um, because I feel very comfortable, and I mean, new names will emerge. We know that, sure. but very comfortable making picks today off of known information of who we would project in the class. I think, I think, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, we we, we might all have the same answers, and that's fine. That that yeah. would that would add more credibility to our answers. There you so go. Let's go, Jay Head. Lead us off, big dog. What you got at defensive line? All right, so defensive line. I'm going to go with as of today. Tadarius Collins is my five tech. That's my projection. Oh, nice. My That's nose, out of left field. Yeah, my nose tackle, I'm going with Jamarion Harkless. Yep. At, at the three tech, I'm going to say that's going to be a transfer portal guy. Um, that's my projection as of today. I don't love where we stand with any of our three techs on the board. That doesn't mean we can't improve that, but I don't see enough there to make a projection. And then should we take a fourth, and if we offer – Obviously, Derek Hunter would be my yeah. fourth. Yeah. The only reason I'm hesitant to project him in the class is we have not offered to this point. We offer he's officially in my class. Mm-hmm. And he is what position? I would classify him as a three-tech or a nose. I think he's probably somebody that can play two different spots for you. He's definitely not going to be able to play that five-tech end spot. Like I, I don't see that with him, but I do see him as being big enough to be able to swing back and forth and give you some versatility there. Same as Harkless? Harkless, I see as a true nose. I don't see okay. him as having the ability to play out at the three tech. Not me personally. Maybe the staff does, but I, I see him as a, as a true you nose. You have an edge. An edge? Yeah. I got, I'm going to go with on the edge as of today, upset city. I'm going Quay Rousseau. Oh, the two guys that we've got. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumping sunshine today, boys. Woo! I'm feeling eight or nine victories. Okay. 
Somebody um, go get me the sunburn. I mean, the sunburn. <laughs> great. Hey. I'm not giving you James Smith, but I am going to say Quay Rousseau. I think we've done a really great job there. I think Zach, Zach Etheridge and Rock have built some serious inroads with him. And if we have the kind of season that I think we can have and we can show him the need and the development, and that's the other thing. If Derek Hall and Eku Leota have the type of seasons that I think that they're going to have, and they can say NFL development, that is something that's big for him and big in his recruitment. So I'm going to go with Quay Russell. All right. Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't hate it. I'm not going to go with Quay Russell myself. No, I, I don't blame you, man. That's also obviously Wilkie denied, and our boy from Louisiana. Okay, so that's in, in addition to those two. Which is a very good start to the edge class, in my opinion, those two guys. Um, All right, Cole, my next, you're up. My next. Yeah, because I got to pull up the hot board. <laughs> yeah, I got it up, too, right now. Uh, defensive line, I think Derek Hunter. And let me just reiterate, this This is uh, not set in stone, guys. This sure. is, uh, you know, we're, we're just talking about what we're feeling. Yeah, gut feeling right now, um, which sometimes is not always great. But here we go, Derek Hunter. I think they, I think he does get the offer, and I think he probably commits soon after. Uh, Jamarian Jamarian Harkless seems like he's definitely leaning. I didn't name him earlier about guys that could possibly be on you know could possibly be in the class, but he is one that should be in there for sure. And then. Um, I'll go with Ian Jaffrard is my third guy. Okay. Because he is being recruited as a defensive lineman and offensive lineman now by Auburn. So he would count, and uh, I'll go with him. I think I think Auburn could win out there in the end. And then Edge, uh, there's only one guy right now that seems remotely close to me, and, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I think Quay Russell is still a, an, op, a, you know, an option. I still think it could happen. Sure. I go as far as to predict it today, but I will go with Keldrick Falk. Hmm. I think okay. Auburn went out with Keldrick in the end. I'll take that. So those are those are my D line and edge. Are we right. doing linebackers and DBs? Yeah, yeah. we. Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and just go through the whole thing? Okay, give me a linebacker. Go ahead, Jay Head. You you finish up with yours, and then I'll. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought Jay had did that. He did, he did the he did the front, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, right, let's I do the front, and then we'll come back to linebackers and DBs. Okay. okay. I, I, I like I like uh, I like Derek Hunter. I okay. think from people talking to people that know more than me, I think an offer is imminent. Okay. And in which case, a commitment is imminent. Yes. He wants to be at Auburn. He'll do whatever it takes to get to Auburn. That's why he's coming next weekend or Penn State. Weekend for an unofficial visit. I expect him to be back for an official visit. I'm just assuming everything goes well with this initial meet and greet. Right. Uh, Jamarian Harkless. Um, I th- he's going to uh, uh, he's going to Ole Miss this weekend for an official visit. He's coming to Auburn next weekend for an official visit. He grew up loving Auburn, watching Auburn. The Cam Newton that was you know peak his childhood with college football. He's got a very good relationship with Jimmy Brumbaugh, and I really like Auburn's chances with him. I think a commitment could come soon after. I think Auburn could get both Hunter and Harkless on board by the end of the month. Hmm. I, like I mean, that's four weeks, but still. Nice. 
Uh, let me tell you something now. Darren Reed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Brumbaugh is pushing hard for this kid, and he's listening. And, it, you know, I think he's one of those kids that wanted a spot in this class or a spot in somebody's class, jumped on the board with LSU. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is fully invested in, in, in down there. I don't see LSU having a monster season. Mm-hmm. I think there could be some growing pains down there with Kelly. He's coming for the San Jose State game, I believe. Keith, no, I'm sorry, Penn State. He's coming for the Penn State game on an unofficial visit. He told Keith earlier this week. He is a guy that I'm going to keep an eye on. Jay Head, or you guys would know more than me. Is he a guy that could play the five, or is yeah. he a true? Okay, yeah, 100. Now I think he could potentially grow into a three. Like I think that's a, a definite probability with him. But starting out, he's a guy that 100 can play the five. He would be my best guess. I don't know much about T.D. Collins. I've been trying to learn more. Uh, I will. I think Joshua Horton's still in play. Um, uh, Jafrard, absolutely. Uh, Cole, absolutely, I can see that happening. And they love Jordan Hall. And I don't give them much of a chance with Jordan Hall. I do think he'll officially visit. This is why I had him at 20% on the hot board. So, but, but they're making a push for him. They're going to see him play tonight. So he's certainly a, a candidate. That's, uh, but I, I do, I think Derek Hunter, Jamari Harkless, uh, Darren Reed, Jafrard, and uh, Horton. I just don't know about those things. Yeah. These guys, uh, <laughs> Collins to learn more. Yeah. Uh, so there, there you go. That, that would be where I'm standing today. I think uh, edge wise, I, I'm, I'm with Cole here. I like Keldrick Fault. I do not trust um, the extenuating circumstances with Rusal and Smith. I think you got to get I think you got to get both of them, right? They they've, they've made it plain clear that they're going to play together in college. Now, listen Jay Head, I'm telling you you're I'm right on there with you, dude. If Auburn has a season that they're capable of having, if they reach that ceiling then I think it's is possible. Dude, I think Quay Rusal is the key to getting James Smith. If you get Quay Rusal, you're going to get James Smith. And me and you have talked about that privately and that's exactly how I feel. Because yes. the feeling is James will follow Quay. Quay will well, start day one. I've gone to see them about three or four, maybe five times. They're probably tired of seeing me at this point. Um, <laughs> that's why I went to their game the last Friday night. I just want to be like, hey, I'm just here to watch. I'm not trying to interview tonight. Yeah. I want to see y'all ball tonight. Uh, but they always, I always ask them, you know, still feeling good about that, that uh, package deal? They're like, oh, yeah, that's happening. They so, never waver on that, so. I think there is definitely an outside shot there. Of course, I've got them at 35%. I think Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, those three schools, I think right now, if I would have to guess, I, w- I would guess non-Auburn. But uh, definitely in there. I, th- I feel better about Auburn's chances of flipping Keldrick Falk. I you guys was... already that. I- I'm already changing my prediction now. I'm going with Keldrick Falk over Quay. You guys have sold me on that. <laughs> and I feel that way. I was 50-50 on who I was going to say before I did it. I was shocked when he Look. committed to Florida State. I was because that was right after it was it, it wasn't Big Cat because I was there for this. It was that big weekend before. Was it, it was the, uh, the weekend where they yeah, it, the 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 emotional visit that they had with the mother and and Keldrick and uh, you've got Rock Bell and Tony who is maybe the most personable recruiter on staff. Mm-hmm on him and I, I just I feel like right now 
Keldrick Fault would be in my class. Yeah, I went to see him right before he made his announcement, maybe a couple of days before he made that announcement. And uh, he made it clear to me that Florida State has been on him longer than anybody. He said back during COVID, they made it a point to try to talk to him, try to get in touch with him, you know. So that stood out with him, and that's why. I mean, I think that's why they won. And then, you know, uh, you still got a little bit of time here. So if another school continues to do that, like Auburn probably will, I think they got a shot. Well, and I'll tell you one other thing that really lines up is, is that people that I've talked to that have a familiarity with the Florida State program mm-hmm. think this could be a six and six type year for them. And if it's six and six and Auburn's eight and four, nine and three, well, now that pressure on Mike Norvell is, you know, yeah. Yeah. positions where the perception of Brian Harson is much more stable than the perception of Mike Norvell. Yep. Not so much. So, that's you know exactly I mean? where I was thinking. I don't see this Florida State team competing for an ACC championship. I see them competing for a, a Birmingham Bowl. Right. You know, and if we all know Florida State is a very proud fan base. And how is that going to sit with them in year three and you're competing for Birmingham Bowls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't have the – I just don't have the that, – that's what I, I think the schools that Auburn's going to be able to poach from if, in fact, Auburn has that eight – Nine win season is LSU is Florida State. Uh, I like, and, and uh, Auburn's obviously seeing the same things because they're still going after these kids extremely hard. I don't think you have. I think Gabriel Harris, the edge from that's committed to Georgia. He's committed to Georgia, an in-state kid committed to Georgia. Uh, yeah, he's from Georgia, committed to Georgia. Uh, man, Auburn's still pushing for him, and he's obviously still listening. Uh, Keith even posted about him, you know, reposting his Auburn offer that he received mm-hmm. back in June. He reposted it the other night. Uh, so that tells me he might – I would actually, after seeing that, I'd probably, I've got him at 15%. I'd probably bump him up to 20 because I would expect him to, to come back for another visit. Yeah. But but flipping him from Georgia, flipping flipping an in-state kid like Keldrick Falk from out-of-state Florida State when they're when they're competing for the Birmingham Bowl, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Did you guys hear the unfortunate news on Harris, how he's been suspended due to GSA, GHSAA rules? Unfortunately, because of his transfer to Valdosta, they have ruled him ineligible. So, oh, wow. For the, the entire year? For the entire year. Oh, no. Yeah, we won't even be he's able a, to He's a good kid, man. Yeah, won't even be able to see the kid play. So, if all mm. of are interested, you really don't know what you're getting with him not, you know what I mean, playing a down this season. So that's going to be really tough for that kid. Damn, I hate that. And for that reason, I think he's probably going to stay pretty locked in with Georgia. I don't think you want to jeopardize a spot. Yeah, right. With no senior film on. Yeah. No senior film. Linebacker should be a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mentioned this. Okay, so you got Alex Sanford. You got Marcellus Pulliam. We, We all feel at least one of those guys will be in this class. Correct. And then I'm going to Jaden Osbury. There you go. Are you taking all three, or are you taking one of the two and then Osbury? Right now, my gut tells me take one of the two, and then they're going to wait out Osbury. And if it doesn't happen with Osbury, they're not feeling it as we start to move into November. They'll start to put pressure on the other one, other ones they thought they were going to get. I just get the feeling that they think that they're okay at Mike Linebacker. They need one for sure, but they don't know if they necessarily need two. Um, yeah, right. And they want to reserve a spot because it's going to start to get tight. When you start to – like I was doing like a mock class the other day. 
man, you jumped to 22 commits like that. Yeah. And you still want to save six to eight spots for portal kids that you need yeah. for offensive line, for edge, for other positions. So it becomes a very dangerous game that you get, you know what I mean, if you're taking kids that may or may not be able to contribute right away. Yeah. Um, so I'm. it's not a knock on Pulliam or uh, Sanford. I think they're both fantastic players. I just get the gut feeling they're going to take one, and then they may just keep the other one warm for a little bit before they can figure out what they're going to do with Osprey or if he's going to flip. Cool. Oh, man, this is a tough one, actually, mm. for me. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it, it, it's so easy that it's tough. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I want to go with Osbury, but I just don't think – I don't think he would have committed to Notre Dame if it wasn't serious there. I think he really likes Notre Dame. I think it's going to be a tough flip. That's just my gut feel. I, I hear you. Uh, okay. I think there's a case to be made for both sides of that. I think it could be a tough flip. And then at the same time, if he sees his brother playing, you know, some snaps and he sees him in the game and, and, and his brother keeps telling him how awesome it is, loves it, then, you know, that could be that could be the game changer. But just for today, I'm sure we'll do this again for today. I'm going to go with Pulliam and Sanford. Okay. And oh. cut it off there. Okay. I don't blame you. I think that's, that's the smart play for sure. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I, I, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. I'm going to take Alex Sanford. Okay. From our, I'm going to take Alex Sanford from Arkansas, and I'm going to take Grayson Pup Howard from South Ooh. Carolina. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> C-Rob must be feeling it. He yeah. is. He is working this kid hard. They have a fantastic relationship. And you talking about flipping a kid from Florida from South Carolina? Sure. I, I, I believe it. Yeah, that, I believe I believe that before you. I believe you can flip Lewis Carter from Oklahoma or or D Creighton from Clemson or C J Allen from Georgia. Yeah, I, I don't see any one of those three. I'm with you. But but you but C Rob going to visit him tonight. Tells yeah. you Yeah, tells you something. I I, I think you I think uh, the reason I'm going with Alex Sanford over Pulliam is because, and that's a tough one. But the reason Alex Sanford moved his visit up. There's a reason yeah, for that. Yeah, he was coming is. for the Arkansas game in October. Now he's coming for the Missouri game, same as Pulliam. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think uh, reading the tea leaves there, I'm going to take Sanford, and I'm going to surprise him. I'm, I'm with you, Cole. I, uh, Osbury, holler back early November. Yep. Yeah. That's right. how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so, so for today, I'm going to take Alex Sanford from Arkansas, and I'm going to take Grayson Pup Howard from South Carolina. So this is what I know about about C. Rob. Okay, he is he's he's pushing pretty good. I would say for Pulliam and and Sanford, mm-hmm. and uh, even though those guys were not the top of the list, I mean the very top of the list. They're, right, they're maybe mid list kind of guys. But he he is he likes them a lot. Don't get me wrong. He obviously likes them. If he's going to offer somebody, I think he really likes them. Yeah. Um, but your Jay Nosberries, your, your Pup Howards, your uh, you know. Lewis Carter's the guys that are really high up there. He ain't. He's not slowing down on these guys. No. There is no drawback. I don't care if they're committed. He, he's going to keep working on those guys because, in the at the end of the day, if Auburn ends up being really good, having a good season, well, they're going to be right back on the line. I think. Absolutely. Hey, hey, that's why I think Pulliam and or Sanford, if they got a spot come Missouri, they better get it. 
And that's that's the tea leaf I read, too. When he moved that up to Missouri, he said, no, ain't no way, man. I'm letting Marcellus (laughs) Pulliam come in here and take my spot and come in early. Mm -hmm. I'm getting down here from Missouri, and I'm going to find out what's what. It's going to be interesting. And and listen, depending on this season, man, if it gets to the point where, you know, it's going a lot better than we thought, and I mean, that which we think, but – you know, there's there, there's a chance we're talking to Osbury Howard class. We're talking are are, are all three. Give me one of Sanford and Pulliam and Osbury and Howard. I think like, one of Sanford and Pulliam is in for sure. I think they're going to take one of those kids because they want to get somebody in the class in the boat now. I don't think they want to wait, and they like those kids enough. They love those kids enough that they're ready to take one of them right now. I feel that. For sure. I, okay, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm with you. There's a reason. I had forgotten, but um, Marcellus told me, Marcellus Pulliam told me when I went to see him Tuesday, he said, you know, I got my offer from Auburn in February. He said it was my ninth offer. <laughs> I had forgotten it was that early. And I went back and looked, and that's when he put it out on Twitter, February 9th or something of that, February 24th, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's when I first talked to him, when he got that offer. So, they've been on him for a while. and. Well, let's, let's, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with those two. One of those two. And Cole's going to see uh, Alex Sanford, I believe, next Friday. Yeah, Friday or Thursday. Can't remember. Uh, next week, going to go see Alex Sanford. Get some inside scoop on him. Moving to cornerbacks, Nichols there, Jay Head. Our defensive back. Let's do defensive backs. All that. I, well, I'll label them for you. Uh, okay. Obviously, we've already got J.C. Hart in the class um, as a corner. You got T. Love in the class as your boundary safety. So as your other corner in the class, I'm going with Tyler Scott. With your nickel in the class, I'm going with Colton Hood. With your other safety in the class, I'm going with Conrad Hussey. Okay. Interesting. Hey, hey, we talked about those schools to poach. We certainly think Penn State could be, especially for a kid from down south, right? Yes, a kid from South Florida. Rock Bell and Tony has a relationship with the St. Thomas Aquinas program down there. That's how my understanding of it is how we even found out who Camden Brown was last year. Cause his tape was like almost non-existent. How we even got him up to a wide receiver camp was rock bell and Tony's relationship with the high school coach down there at St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, shit. That is a long-standing relationship to the best of my understanding. I think that we're working that angle of it. And then Zach is obviously speaking directly to the kid in and of himself. So you're working it from both sides of the house. I think he's the most probable Look, I love Cedric Hawkins. I would love to have him in this class. I just know how insanely difficult it is to flip a kid from Ohio State when you're probably talking about a team that's going to be playing in the national championship this year. I mean, I I firmly believe it's Ohio State versus Alabama in the national championship. That's just my early season prediction. There you go. I don't think anybody would argue that. Yeah. Except Georgia fans. <laughs> they can bark all the way to the end of the year, brother. I don't care. They're not getting the national championship again. Get after that ass, Jay. Get after that ass. <laughs> Got Go, Cole. What you thinking? All right. Uh, yeah, I think I think they could lock up Tyler Scott and Colton Hood at corner. Uh, I think they might take both of them and then leave a spot open for a guy like Jaleel Hurley, Jakeem Jackson. Somebody that they like like that, you know. So I'll say they get those two to go with Hart at corner. Um, and at safety, this might cause some controversy. This this is uh, this has been a topic lately, and this is something I've been thinking on. I think Terrence Love is, is pretty solid. Um, 
I need to get with him and just, you know, even though he would tell us he's solid, I think he's solid, okay? okay. The Langston Hughes crew, though, gives me caution. The whole the group as a whole. It should. Okay? That's, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think anything's happening with Terrence Love. I think he's committed. I know he's hearing from others. I don't think he's going anywhere right now for sure. Um, now, here's my scenario. If, if he were to go somewhere, if that were to happen, mm-hmm. I think the press would be on Dakari Nelson. 100%. Who I'm going to see play tonight. Uh, and I think Dakari Nelson would probably – I think he would probably get in the class. So there's my scenario on that. If that doesn't happen, if Terrence Love is solid like I think he is, I mean, he's mm-hmm. the guy that committed – during the mess, he's the guy that was wanting to go to Auburn during all that. First guy to make the move. I think that's why he's still committed. If that, if he stays in the class, uh, I will go with Cedric Hawkins. I like it. I like it. I, I will echo just about everything you just said, Cole, and, and Jay Ed for that matter. Tyler Scott, Colton Hood, if Auburn wants them, which I firmly believe they do. I think yeah, both they, of those kids are in class. And I think J.C. Hart, Tyler Scott, you're – prototypical cornerbacks, six yeah. foot two, six foot one, whatever. I think Colton Hood is your – I mean, I think of Roderick when I think of Colton. He was fantastic defensive back. Uh, but he, he's almost like a prototypical corner. Uh, Nick? Yeah, you, you slot corner for sure. And then uh, – I don't – Jair Hill from Kankakee, Illinois. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one. And his name keeps coming up. So there, there should be. I think that there appears to be some quiet confidence. Not that they're going to get him, but that he's going to visit. So definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Ricky Gibson. Uh, and he did. He did visit, by the way, Jeffrey. He did. But he sure did. That's right. Right before Big Cat Weekend. So, so he could be back. Yeah. For another. For, I think, yeah. Ov. Yeah. Yeah. For an Ov. Uh, the other guys I think are long shots right now. Committed uh, Gibson to Tennessee. Auburn was kind of late there on him. Jakeem Jackson, yeah. Florida. He'll probably come back, but uh, that could be tough. It's a little Hurley at Alabama, obviously going to be tough. And A.V. Terrell at Clemson, obviously going to be tough. Yeah. So, I think J.C. Hart, Tyler Scott, Colton Hood. And then you get those three, or you've already got J.C. Hart. You get Tyler Scott, you get Colton Hood, and then you swing for the fences at corner nickel. Yeah. And if, and if you can get one of those guys, obviously they've got a spot. And if you can't, then you're good. Right. Safety, uh, Terrence Love. Um, I, I'm, I'm with – I'm with Cole here on Dakari Nelson. I don't know where he fits on the board. I, I feel like they would go all in on Conrad Hussey or Cedric Hawkins, and I feel like with Jay Head, Conrad Hussey is a more likely yeah. flip. Um, I think if you can get Conrad Hussey, I, although I'll tell you what, Cedric Hawkins, I, I'll be surprised if he doesn't visit Auburn again. This kid yeah. really likes really likes Auburn. Jessica went to the gym today, so she's really proud of herself. Yay! Um, As you should be, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go, just because it's easier to flip from Penn State right now, I'm going to go yeah. Hussey. I'm going to go Hussey. And, and Cole, I'm, I'm with you. If Auburn wants to carry Nelson, he's in this class. I think so. I, 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 feel, really, I feel similar to him as I do with Keldrick. Let me ease your concerns a little bit on T-Law. And I will say this, that each and every prospect, that a lot of guys talk package deals, that a lot of guys – you know what I mean? They, they'll act as though their feelings are hurt, but at the end of the day, they do what is in their best interest. T-Love has the best relationship with Zach Etheridge of any guy that's recruiting him at this point. Auburn has a definite need for him in this class, whereas I don't feel so strongly about other prospects at the Langston Hughes High School right now. 
I do not think at the end of the day that T-Love is decommitting and going to South Carolina or Miami, and those are the two teams that are pressing. I think he's going to stick and ride with Auburn. I feel pretty certain on that, and, I, and, and I'm with you. I just want to ease your concern here in that yeah. Yeah. I know that there's this draw of, of those all those guys, you know, going doing something together, doing something great. I think they're all going to end up doing what's in their best interest and what's in T-Love's best interest, in my honest opinion, is to stay with, with Zach Etheridge. Yeah, I, I feel good. Right now I feel good about all the commitments. Yeah. I, I don't see anybody wavering. Hell, I haven't even heard of anybody visiting elsewhere. No. At least not yet. I'm sure it will, but to this point, no. Um, okay, good show. Good last non-season show, preseason show. Done with it, man. I'm so glad we're going to be talking about plays yeah. and players. And right. I'm ready. Um, hey. Before we get before we get to the how about you, let's give our uh, second how about you again to Miss Jessica Andrews, Real yes. EXP Realty in Auburn. Y'all need I'm telling you, man, this chick can do it, man. She's very good, very personal. Uh, we'll get you done. We'll make you happy. Jessica Andrews Realty, Jessica Andrews Andrews Realtor at EXP Realty three three four seven zero four 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 two. That's seven three three four seven zero four 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 two. She'll take care of you. All right, let's do some how about you's. Anybody yes, got any? Anybody got any? Yeah, I yeah, got one. I got two. Oh, coming in hot. Go ahead, J-Head. You, you lead it off there. I'm going to sh- – excuse me. I need to how about you to Kimasabi in, uh-huh. in the Jim Donnan thread. Kimasabi came in and said, Jim Donnan's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> And who cares what he thinks? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Loved Kimasabi's reaction to it doesn't it, – who cares what Jim Donovan says? All right. Is that it? That was it. Just Kimasabi this week. Oh, who had two? I do. I got okay. All right, Cole. Uh, crawdad man. And I oh. think this is like the second time I've given him one, but I just – I love that guy's energy. I love his recipes. He gives me recipes for the grill oh. all the time. And then uh, at North GAA Tiger. Okay. Good poster. GAA Tiger. Yep, he is. All right, well, man. I will say this. I had a half you for Kimasabi myself. It was in the same thread, but for a different reason. I think he actually was like, he got after a dingleberry. <laughs> I thought it was very ironic. Very ironic for the uh, the King Dingleberry himself. But today we got a, a, a how about you squared to Kimasabi. I like it. <clears throat> nice. How about you to B Vic? Big fan of the show. We appreciate B Vic, man. Sure do. Big how about you to him. Big how about you to Rob's Chubb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> On the name alone. Big how about you to the, the, the Don underscore Juan. He has some awesome memes of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of, of, of me killing Bobby Sweatpants. Who we'll get to him in a minute on a different topic. Uh, how about you to Ario? Ario. A U Rio. Ario. That's probably how you say Oreo, J N. Ario's milk. How about you to at Barnes? Oh, that one got me. To at Barnes Hard. Awesome poster. Awesome subscriber. Loyal guy. Oh, and how about you to Auburn? Einstein on Twitter. He's awesome. Big fan of On3. Man, he had a good meme the other day about On3 taking over. It was good. Uh, 
<laughs> how about you to at Michael B? How about you to Stretch Armstrong? How about you, Stretch? Welcome to the welcome to the Auburn Live, dude. Like, yeah. Where have you been? And uh, oh, here's another new subscriber at Fig Jam. Hey, Fig Jam, <laughs> come on up. He posts every day. Yesterday, Thursday, he was posting pretty much all day long. Like I don't know what happened, but like for some reason he just started posting yesterday, and he has not stopped. He's just he, he, he just can't help himself. I don't, I don't know what happened elsewhere, but Fig Jam has just been posting so much. We appreciate him. He's the same guy as I, as I knew back at the bunker, and he's just posting all the time now on the corner. Uh, so big how about you to Fig Jam. A big how about you to Lord George, man. Lord George. Yeah, Lord Love George. Lord George. Uh, we appreciate yeah. Lord George. And then a uh, big how about you to Dong Dong. We talked about him earlier in the show. Dude's awesome. Fantastic. Always. Awesome Always. poster. Elite guy. Knows his stuff. He's very entertaining. We appreciate the hell out of Dong Dong. And, and that leads me to the Dingle Bear of the Week, which was easy this week, uh, at Bobby Sweatpants. <laughs> uh, and, and listen, I haven't seen Bobby. He's, he's been gone for three or four days now. I think he's busy with school right now. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Well, hey, second grade is tough. So, Bobby Sweatpants keeps studying hard to beat Dog Dingleberry. You know, he, he's the one who came in after Casey uh, Thompson started off hot with Nebraska. And he was like, oh, no. Well, you know, we didn't even contact him. Well, it ended up Casey Thompson had as many incompletions as completions and twice as many interceptions as touchdowns. So, Dingleberry of the Week goes to Bobby Sweatpants. Also, at Granite Tiger, we had him last week on uh, How About You. This week, he said that he thinks Auburn's talent level is closer to Vanderbilt than it is the Alabamas and the Georgias. Well, I think that was – he posted – that's what Jim Donnan said. But, but no. Okay, does it get clarified later? No, he, 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 he said, he said I, I think it's closer to – let me, let me make sure. I don't want to be giving Granite a bad name. That was the, that was the Jim Donnan. Don, yeah, that was Donnan the Jim thread. Donnan thread. Of course, I, my, my response was we definitely need to uh, – Trust him since he lost one out of every three games he coached at Georgia. Mm, and I, I don't want to say it wrong, but wasn't he attached to part of that uh, Ponzi yes, scheme that lost Tub some money? I thought uh, I thought he was I thought he was in prison. Yeah, but you know that's what happens when you steal somebody's money. Okay, okay. So he Granite Tiger says Jim Donnan compared Auburn's talent level to, level to Vanderbilt, to which Granite says. I'll simply say that it's closer to Vanderbilt than it is UGA or Vanderbilt. Was he quoting Donnan? Or was he saying, hey, man, I agree with him? That's hard, man. I need to read that thread again. All right. Jim Donnan said that. And then Granite says, I'll simply say that it's closer to Vanderbilt than it is Georgia or Alabama. I don't know, man. I don't buy that. Oh, I don't buy it at all. I just I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought it was a Dingleberry post. Yes, I, but, I, I, but if I, he's just quoting Donnan, I'm okay with that. Yes, but you look, even hell even looking at the, the the class from the freshmen that these guys brought in this year, there's some talent on this roster. And somebody did say, oh, oh, it was Kimasabi. He said this season, no shot. You're wrong. Next season, you know, you got a you got a um, a case maybe. He's worried about next season's talent. They're going to lose a lot of talent off this roster. Just the defense alone is, yeah. to me, yeah. comparable to Georgia and Alabama at the talent level. Correct. The, the starters on Auburn's defense is comparable more to Georgia and Alabama than it ain't even close. 
and to Kim Asabi's point, we are losing a ton of defensive talent off this class. I mean, you're losing Tank big. You know what I mean? So right. there's things we got to reload the decks, and he's right. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Granite ride this this week again. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna put him as a uh, considerable considered. He's considered. Yeah, we'll consider it. He's on the fence. I'm gonna let him ride. I'm gonna let him ride. <laughs> All right, folks, good show, man. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, Auburn Live on three is one week for free right now. And after that, it's like 33 cents a day. Can't beat it, man. So we hope everybody joins us. If you haven't already, please do keep us, keep a lookout this uh, weekend. We're going to have game coverage. We're going to have recruiting coverage. We're going to have a live game day blog for recruiting. We're going to be doing it all. Justin's going to handle the team. Ellie Oldham also has joined the team. She's going to help. Cole's going to be down there. I'm going to be down there. Keith's going to be working the HQ from home. So we'll have a lot of news, a lot of scoop, a lot of insight going on. Y'all be sure to tune in to Auburn Live on 3. We appreciate everybody. Hey, for Cole, for uh, for Jay Head, for Zach there in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of the left lane. See you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.